Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. That's right, this is State of My Sports, and this is episode 157. We're out on the deck tonight. I mean, it was it's a beautiful night. A little chilly, but I think it'll be alright. I think we'll get through it. Um, but we're going to have our DeHops Flight segment, uh, which will include some Tigers chatter, uh, the NBA, NHL playoff updates, and then, John, you didn't tell me what you were going to talk about, so I'm just going to be surprised, I guess, which I'm really good at being surprised. I love when this good I intervention. don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was just a group effort. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the core of the episode, we're going to be talking uh, the NFL schedule release, uh, the, the Detroit Lions predictions, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll also prepare everyone for the NBA lottery results, which come out tomorrow. Uh, we are going to have our draft, our PGA Championship foursome in our betting hero segment. And, of course, we'll grade some great state of Michigan craft beer. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please let us know and be part of the conversation. Um, we'll read the comments and, and get you part of it. Ask us questions. Tell us when we're right. Tell us when we're wrong. Or at least tell Ryan when he's wrong, because I'm never wrong. I think that's how it works. But Yep, that's fair. Yeah. Right. I'll take it. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout-out to our uh, sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free. For our listeners, the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery state of my sports. Mac Web Design helped us get our website up and running, and Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promos available in the sports betting world. Um, how was your guys' week? John, what would you what you use this past week? Anything anything exciting? Man, I got the the dust off the golf clubs a lot. Um, I played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week. Really? Dang. Went to the range twice. You just dialed in. I uh, just wanted to get a couple cuts in, you know. Yeah. Um, joint, lower back feel. Oh, dude, the shoulders are hurting too. Like <laughs> yeah. the ribs a little bit. It's like a lot of twisting. Um, now Friday, just played in a you play your own ball. It was a skins tournament on Friday. So shirts for um, skins. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I ended up shooting like an 84, didn't play very good. Okay. Um, I don't know, we kind of played double bogey max rule too, so we kept playing along kind of quick. But yeah, I mean, Wednesday was nice, Thursday was slow. That's yeah. uh, expected at Golf League on Thursday nights. A lot of old guys in that league. Nice. I want to get out on the golf course. You want to get out on the golf course? Yeah, I'd love to. I got a, yeah. I, I got a membership at Western because yeah. I'm playing in both leagues, and the owner said he was going to send me a bunch of passes too because I paid – for a single membership and it was like go. late in the year so yeah. he was like let get some of your buddies out and uh oh, be fun. You know, at least get them Heck out yeah. here and buy some beers and they can play golf with you Heck so yeah, hey, uh, as, soon me, as, yeah as, me when. as soon as those come through via email i'll yeah. let you guys know <laughs> maybe we'll get Sweet. some away for our listeners <laughs> no chance we'll, just, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll invite a few out huh? yeah yeah exactly ryan what was your week like Actually, uh, you weren't here last week, so you're, yeah. you can tell us about two weeks of your life. Had a had a good week last week. Played softball, and that's up and running. Yeah, that got that got up and running. Second week for them. My first game playing with them, and I'm still feeling it. I, yeah, I for whatever reason, like I felt fine, was sore the next day, 
The second day, my lower back's like eh, tightening up a little bit. Third and fourth day, I was like, okay, I can't really bend down <laughs> and pick things up very start well. Start stretching before the game. Yeah, now, right? exactly. Getting to that age. Yeah, and then and then today was so bad that I just like called the chiropractor, got in there. Yeah. He like he's like, oh yeah, you're all out of whack. So he like <laughs> put everything back in in alignment. And now I'm in that stage of like I'm I feel vulnerable. I feel yeah. like I could break at any moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like after yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, where you just like after get the cracked and then you're just like. It's All right, like, yeah. don't move the wrong way. <laughs> right. Like you feel oh, super yeah. loose and everything feels pretty good, but it's like uh, scary. Yeah. So what time is your game tomorrow? Uh, eight forty-five. Nice. Need a sub or no? You good? I don't think we need a sub. <laughs> Dang yeah. It. Yeah. Where are you I playing? Get on at? The field. Uh, shots on West River Drive. Oh, all right. Yeah. Those on back there. Yep. Okay. I got invited to play tomorrow night at shots. Did you? What time? Since the podcast changed. No. <laughs> but it ends up being a triple header. 545, 645, 745. Whoa. I, like, I don't think I'm going to just come out yeah. of retirement For to play three, three games. games. Some of those oh, guys, man. some of those teams prefer just being like, hey, we just want triple headers for four straight weeks or, or five straight weeks. Get all their games in right away and yeah. then wait for the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and then they tell their wives that they still have games every week. Yeah. <laughs> they just meet up at shots. <laughs> Hang out at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, we we had our, our men's league championship last night and we won. It was a lot of fun. Oh, for hockey? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That was that was my the only exciting thing that happened this week. I actually heard I heard about that. Did you? Yeah, Easton was like, My dad's a champ. <laughs> my dad's a champion. His yeah. team won. Pumped. <laughs> I was I played so Before bad. Before you're even home too. <laughs> yeah. I played so bad, man. I just I, I I just can't do what I used to like my mind says I'm gonna do one like I made I tried giving the game away before it even started. What? I, I made some passes that I was just like, what am I doing? And I feel like everybody else was saying, what is he doing? <laughs> but they're, that, they're, don't, they're nice about it, which is good. But Was that during warm-ups? Uh, no, it was, it was, I think it was my first shift. I just, I made some really boneheaded plays. So what is it? What's what's wrong? I don't know. I really don't confidence? know. Confidence? My confidence is low. Um, I can't stick handle. Like, it, I just lose the puck in the most random times where I used to just... I, I don't know. I just got to get on the ice more is what I got to do. You're not thinking of Dylan Larkin too much while you're out there, are you? I, I might be. I mean, I'm thinking I'm I'm close to his caliber, so, I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's close. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, we make similar mistakes, but I also am not Leader, the captain. Leadership base. I'm also yeah. not the captain, so, uh, yeah, it's, I'm allowed to do that kind of stuff. But I did score, which felt good. But You also lost uh, here a point on your score. Uh, Carrie's chiming in. Uh-oh. You also watch Max's game? Yes, that's true. Max had a good game. He's ba- bad uncle for not finding that exciting, huh? Well, I had a good time watching Max, for sure. <laughs> I love watching Max. I do. It, it's a f- for the record. Yeah. yeah. I just I forgot. Sorry. Was he pitching? He well he uh he did No, he didn't pitch in baseball. So I watched his baseball game on Friday, I think. And then uh they played pretty well and then he played good. He didn't hit well though. He struck out a few, but it was fine. We're, I don't know what's going on, but is that? It? Are people hearing that? Doesn't matter. Let's just move on. I hope not. Um, but then he in the yes. hockey game out in Muskegon, he he can't he uh his team they usually don't score a whole lot of goals, um but they did pretty well I guess they they forget how many they had six I think they lost eleven to six or ten six maybe, but. Yeah, that was fun too. Sorry, Carrie. Nice. What are you drinking tonight, Carrie? Get ready. Uh, but my 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 the hops flight segment. What I wanted to talk about um, was you know our, our draft that we did for the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. So we're, we'll start with the NHL playoffs. Um, the teams that are left, you got Colorado 
in the Florida Panthers. And I, I'm going to go in order for favorites to, to win this the, the whole thing here. Um, you got Colorado left at plus 210. Florida Panthers plus 370. Hurricanes plus 500. Calgary plus 600. Tampa Bay plus 750. Edmonton plus 1,400. Rangers plus 1,400. And then the St. Louis Blues plus 1,700. Um, Ryan, you have Colorado and Carolina and the New York Rangers left. Uh, I have the Florida Panthers and St. Louis Blues. And Micah has the Flames, Lightning, and Oilers. So he's going to get a team in the next round with the Oilers and, and uh, Flames play, playing each other. There's Man, have you guys watched any of the playoffs, the NHL playoffs? I, I have tried to keep up on the highlights. I haven't yeah. watched a game live yet, but I'm, I know I'm missing out because these games look insane. These game, This has been one of the best playoffs I, I remember in a, in a very long time. And, and I feel like... How many seven-game series? They had five seven-game series. Oh, my gosh. I think it was five. Out of six? Or eight? Probably eight. Eight. So it must have been six out of... Yeah, it was five. It was five. So you had three one night and two the next night. Yeah. And then it, you had... I think there was one sweep. Colorado swept the Predators. Yep. And everything else went six games or more. Jeez. Which is cra- I mean, these games... And all the games have been so good as well, which is just so much fun to watch. And I, I sit and watch these these hockey games. Obviously, I'm a hockey guy. I, I like hockey more than um, any other sport. Um, but I, I just feel bad for people that don't don't sit and watch these games. And don't... They're missing out because you watch from the, from the second that they start their broadcast and then people are like getting pumped like the the openings for these games the national anthems that they play these stadiums are so electric it, it is and, and it's from start to finish it is so much fun to watch and i just i'm just cannot wait to get that taste of, of the red wings to do this because I mean, they're gonna they're gonna fill the stadium when they're finally good enough, and that place is gonna be loud. It's a loud stadium. The way that it's built, it can get really loud, um, but it just hasn't yet. So I'm assuming it can get loud. I think it can. I mean, yeah, but and just the the style of hockey too. Playoff oh, hockey is yeah. a, a new caliber. It's just a new level of the the puck handling and the crispiness of these passes that are getting through and the goals that they're scoring and the talent level is is unbelievable on top with these, of with these teams on top of the physicality just going through the roof <laughs> yeah you know that doesn't happen the whole time through the regular season you, you got your hits you got your random fights you got your guys that are just out there for that pure reason yep now it's everybody yeah. everybody's running at anyone they can yeah there's... and they're standing up for their teammates when they're down and if the game's getting close. Yeah. You know, they're trying not to make mistakes. It's it's so much fun. And I obviously I, I would rather the Red Wings be in it, but when the Red Wings aren't in it, I just sit back and enjoy so much more. Because, <laughs> like, when I, when the Red Wings are in it, I just get so emotionally drained by the end of the night. I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to watch any more hockey. But, like, now I can just sit back and, and enjoy it. And Game 7s in hockey are the best. They're better than any other thing. Unless your team's in it, then it actually kind of sucks. Without, like, looking at the teams that you guys picked prior to the playoffs, are there any teams, like, on that lower half of the odds that, like, could maybe sneak in there and challenge a team like Colorado or challenge a team like maybe Florida? You know, I think this is this is pretty deep. Like, what you have left is, is pretty – I think Colorado is head and shoulders better than everybody. But, I mean, they, they were – was it a seven-game series? No, they, they swept. But they were close games against Nashville and, and stuff. Um, so it wasn't, like, that big of a of, of, a, of a blowout. And, and I – sorry, I don't remember who they have this second round. They have St. Louis, right? I believe so. Um, St. Louis is a team that, I mean, they shouldn't keep up, but they have well, – they're a good defensive team. And their goalie can, can stand on his head when he's healthy and, and playing good, Bennington. So – 
that will be interesting to see if they can um, kind of keep up with them. And, and Colorado's been known to, to blow it even when they are one of the better best teams. So when it comes to hockey, it's it's. I mean, and then you got Florida against uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, to say Tampa Bay can't win that series would would be moronic. Everybody knows that it's possible. Florida just went in a seven game series against one of the worst teams that made the playoffs. So it's like. I don't know. Anything's possible. It's just really, really fun. And then you got the battle for Alberta with uh, Calgary and Oilers. Man, that's going to be such a fun series. I hope I can stay up and watch those games, but we'll, we'll <laughs> see. I mean, it's just it's so much fun. And then you got the the NBA on the other hand. That's like, geez, what it, you had two game sevens, two game sevens, and they were just the worst <laughs> games. <laughs> they were like forty point blowouts. I think. Yeah. Is it is it this chord right here? It's, I think it is. is yeah. It? Yeah, it's better. If you want just, me to put it over here, you just let me do it. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. You know how to do it, right? No. Well, I do it. I'm excellent at it. Sometimes I explain how good I am at it before I do it. Yeah, so. that's what I'll do. I mean, yeah, take just, your lead. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes he calls the drop before he hits the button. You know? <laughs> I do exactly. And outro with fade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, but the NBA. So they're in the the conference finals now. You got Golden State against Dallas. Yeah, Golden State just beat uh, the Grizzlies. The Grizz- yeah, that was a tough series. I mean, Golden yeah. State had to earn that one. They won it in six, but um, lost a player doing it, right? Gary Payton Jr. Yep, yep. That was nasty. I heard that was a that pretty was physical series. Yeah, it was. It started yeah. off that way. Yeah, then it kind of died down pretty quick. I think, right? Yep. Um, but then, so Ryan, you have uh, Golden State, and John, you have Dallas. So I mean, those are you, you guys got a battle there against each other. I got. Or, no, I'm sorry, that's Micah. Got, yeah, Celtics. Sorry, Micah. Micah has Warriors and John has Dallas. Yeah, but I mean, last year's finals, right? Suns and the the Bucks, both gone, both and, out. And I, so yeah. I was looking back at um, before the conference championships. It's rare in basketball. I was looking at our our picks, right? And you know how NBA. I always make the joke that everybody knows who's going to win the NBA finals before the NBA finals even starts. You have two or three teams that are going to win it, and everybody else. Our first four picks all eliminated already. John had the the fifth fifth overall pick. Right? Yeah. And you had the Mavericks. That Reach, was the first one to... Reached on Dallas. Yeah, you reached on Dallas. And then... Um, it was like a sleeper. Yeah. It's crazy. I, man, I wanted to put money on that, too. I, I'm a huge Luka Doncic fan. Yeah. I mean, the guy can just do everything on the court. And if there's one team that has one guy that can carry them through the, the playoffs, it's Dallas. Man, he's a difference maker. He, he proved it. He's so good. Yeah. And, he's and now that he's finally healthy in the in the playoffs, it's nice. Which he wasn't at the beginning of the year, right? Or the beginning of the playoffs? He, what? Right, he missed the first he three missed games. The first yeah. three games? Yeah. yeah. Then weren't they down beginning of the year? He was just they out of down, shape. Down two one. They brought him in. Who did they have? Um, yeah, I don't remember who they were playing. Oh, of of the first yeah matchup. Um, West, West Coast Clippers, maybe. No, I thought they got eliminated in the Minnesota. Was no, it I'm, just, I'm just throwing off just, yeah, teams. Just keep naming them. Yeah, I'll just we'll, keep we'll going. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, no, but uh, what, what, which, what, what do you guys think the the matchup's going to be in the finals there out of these two matchups? In the uh, I mean, Golden State and Dallas is going to be a really fun one to watch. Yeah. They're both really high profile, you know, Luka versus Steph. Yeah. And then you and then you have you know, Steph's got all of his guys that have been there, done that, and then Luca's got his cast of misfits, of like you know Spencer Dinwiddie and gang that just yeah they just go out. There. I don't know. Luca just has his hands on every reason why they're good. Like he, he's 
He's an incredible player. He really is. Yeah. Reggie yeah. Reggie Bullock too, I believe. Reggie Bullock playing yeah. for the Mavs. So like all these ex Pistons, like it makes yeah. that even a little more intriguing in a way. Huh. I I think uh, I think the Warriors might have a leg up from like within their locker room. They think so, but I I don't think there's a lot of pressure on Luca in this. I think the Mavericks in general. I think they're playing without pressure i think they're the underdogs they know it they, they can just go out there and play free and so i'm i'm thinking the, the beginning of this series is gonna be really important if the warriors get a little bit tight dallas might jump all over them and make this a short series yeah if the warriors embrace it and they're and steph is you know hot shooting right away and controlling the ball then it's going to be a really good series is it is it a pos- is it a chance that golden state's just that much better and will be that much better and be like a sweep because like I feel like you you get these like this is going to be a good matchup in basketball, but it's just there's an X factor that's just hands down the best thing. I would assume that it's a Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, even Jordan Poole, like having Diddy. that trio. Um, Diddy Castro, yeah, Harold Castro, baby, Harold, yes. top of the ninth, love it. Other than my bomb, that I had, but um, yeah, I I think uh, third quarter, third quarter is key for both of these teams. Um, Warriors have dominated the third quarter through through their entire stretch. Ever since Steph Curry got there, third quarter has been their difference maker. So whoever wins the battle of the third quarter in this will win the series because the Mavericks are the same way. They they score a lot, and for whatever reason, making your halftime adjustments third quarter with, with big-time scoring teams seems to be uh, the, the quarter that you have to win. Yeah, so then on the other side, you got the um, Heat versus the Celtics, definitely the lower – I think an intriguing matchup, probably just because I don't know. You got the two the two stars, I guess, if you will, on, yeah. on one side, but then it's like just two really good teams here, right? That people probably should have expected to be here, but didn't in a lot of ways too. I wanted Boston with my third pick, but Ryan took him right before me. Yeah, like I, yeah. Jason Tatum is legit. He is a superstar in the making, and this is going to be. Uh, old school brand of basketball. Yeah. That, that matchup. Those yeah. are two teams that would rather play good defense than have to rely on stellar offense to yeah. get through a series. Jimmy Butler and Marcus Smart. They're they're the the they're what make these guys go. Both of those teams, and they're they're the energy. They're tough, physical. I mean, like Marcus Smart. I don't even think he's that good of a basketball player, but he's one of those guys. He's like a Draymond Green type. He's a um, Lance Stevenson type. Like I don't remember. Him back in the day for some of those, but yeah, like he can run get, our test. You know, he's just an instigator. He and, can lock you up. He can be physical, but he can get in your head. He yeah, can, he that's can, what he's. He that's cannot, his aim. He cannot touch you all game, but he'll be in your head. Yeah, and and then guys like Tyler Hero, he's going to play a huge part in this series overall. Yeah. And then um, I I think Jalen Brown. I really don't even know if Jason Tatum is the best player on the Celtics because Jalen Brown is legit, and and if he gets hot. If he gets hot from that like deep two and three point shots, like watch out because uh, Celtics can beat anybody. What would be your dream matchup for the the championship? I don't know. I think I think the Heat and Mavericks would be fun just because I I like the individual player. Like I'm a Tyler Hero fan. I think he I like the way he plays basketball. But um, I don't. Whatever combo you have here works in my mind. I, I really think because we have four newer teams and warriors i mean they're not new they've been here done that but that's this brand of the warriors feels new yeah and they're it's their like redemption tour and everything um so yeah I'm, i don't know i'm not sure 
Yeah, they're, they're proving that they can do it without KD right now. You know, KD left, and that, that put a sour taste in the mouth of that organization in a way. They wanted to pay the guy. They wanted him to stick around, but he went to New Jersey to do his own thing, you know, mm. run the ball with uh, Kyrie. I would love to see Dallas versus Boston, Yeah, honestly. Um, I think of Boston, obviously, historically a great team in NBA. Um, they've been there a lot. I just like to see those young guys, that core that they've held on to, I also mad respect to Al Horford still out there humping and puffing, running up and down the court, and and having impacts in these games and these series. Um, so it'd be cool to see him get in. But I'm just pulling for Luca, man. The the Mavs that like that second pick. I'm just pulling for them. I think the the biggest win for the NBA is if the Celtics get there because they have more of a, need more it. brands that they can yeah uh, the storylines and everything with Jason Tatum with Jalen Brown, those two guys and, and you know how they're trying to come back from everything. They they were about to break up the entire team mid season. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why I also think like stop overreacting. All the all of you teams out there that want to overreact and like disband and fire coaches and, and always trade your your high assets to start over with rookies. It's like teams do it way too fast and, and I think uh Mavericks and the Celtics and really the Heat, like they're all kind of proven that this year. Yeah. Just Calm down a little bit. So, John, what was your uh, flight topic for the day? Did you I have guess one? I was going to carry on with a little bit of NBA talk, something Perfect. that's come up. Uh, you know, the uh, Pat Beverly. You guys know who Pat Beverly is, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I know you're going with this. So, he, he was on, was it ESPN, like, Countdown or whatever for basketball, and he talked about, he, he literally ripped Chris Paul for his performance in that last game uh, for the Phoenix Suns and kind of for the, I guess, honestly, in his career as a whole. Um, went as far as to say is he wouldn't even like go to bed early if he knew he had to guard him the next day. Like he'd stay up late and eat and get feeling nasty and, and still be fine. Sweat it out before the game and still lock him down. Pretty much discrediting his whole career, which I think is uh, it's interesting from Pat Beverly to do that. But that's just the type of guy he is. I think he's just trying to stay in the headlines as long as he can because he hasn't done anything but be that kind of player. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Paul has had an, an illustrious career. He's just known for coming up short in big games. Yeah. Now, last year seemed to be like his, like redemption story, right? Like it was not yeah. expected. Like when they made the they made the run to the to the finals, but what did they lose in? Was it seven? They did lose in game seven, didn't they? The Phoenix Suns. Um, yeah, to the Bucks. Six. Yeah, I think it was they got six. two nothing and then lost four. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, like. It feels like the the league changed. Like I feel like there's always been that that uh, view of him, of like just a me guy, kind of selfish. Yeah, going back to the Clippers. Yeah. Well, it was more of not being able to pull off the big games. It yep. wasn't it wasn't selfishness. No. It was like underperforming in the biggest moments. Okay. Or being hurt or sick. Yeah. Where yeah. Maybe he wasn't at the time. Um, but then that was kind of countered by Matt Barnes, a uh, longtime player in the NBA. I don't know. He had a stint with like. The LA Kings, a couple other teams. He bounced around. He was also known for his defense, locking guys up and trying to get in their heads. He came out and ripped Pat Beverly for doing such hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of, again, diminishing his career in a way because Pat Beverly hasn't really done much. He had a couple little flashes here and there, right, with the teams that he's bounced around to. Some teams love him. He's also been known to be kind of a poison in the locker room. Okay. Um, so I thought it was just kind of ironic that another player that's currently in the NBA who's played against Chris Paul is yeah. out there just ripping him the way he was on national TV. What, what, do you, what is your stance on Chris Paul? I like Chris Paul. I mean, I, I've always just thought he's had a pure game. Um, he's kind of dirty. 
he's he's been known to flail a, a big toe every now and then and catch guys below the below oh, yeah. the belt. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a little guy out there amongst big men, and he's always uh, he's kind of consistent, but not consistently great. Yeah. He's never been the great. Um, but I think arguably arguably he'll go down as like a top ten point guard of all time. Yeah. And that's with all these young guys coming up. He clearly plays a winning game of basketball, like brand of basketball. Yep. He, he's had too much success in regular seasons. And that, that I mean, look, you put him on the Pistons, they're a much better team right away just because of his decision-making. But overall, I think what Beverly was talking about is defense too. Like he said, they called him what, like a cone? Is that what yeah, they called him? Cone? Yeah. You know why? Because when you go on a court and there's a cone in front of you, what do you do? You go around the cone. It's like part of the drill. <laughs> yeah. So that's all you have to do with Chris Paul. You just go around him because he can't move. And I've always thought that Chris Paul's defense was overrated and yeah. personally. Like, just because a guy gets a lot of steals doesn't mean that he plays good defense. Okay. And I think some guys, like maybe even like Killian Hayes this year, uh, he started getting steals by the end. But, like, overall. First we got a helicopter heading over. <laughs> well, you're, you know. like probably see our lights on down here. Yeah. Like, what's going probably, on over yeah, here? Yeah, he's going to land A bigger here. part of the game is staying in front of people. And Chris Paul's never really done that. He just plays passing lanes. He, he's, you know. He's smart, so he can go steal balls and, 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 like, bounce passes down to the bigs or whatever. But, yeah, I, I think his point was that, like, you know, they've got beef yeah, back and forth. It's personal between them. So he took a shot, and he made sure everybody heard. And, like, reached out to other players in the NBA, too, and, like, brought up other names. I think he brought up Paul George, too. Like, hey, I hit up my buddy Paul, and he said, too, same thing. Like, we're not af – nobody's afraid. Yeah. Of Chris Paul. Yeah. Shouldn't have we, done that. We can go out and defend him and and make him look foolish on defense on his part. Yeah. That doesn't um, surprise me about yeah. Pat Beverly though. Hey, I forget he He's like a clown. Yeah, he was Is like he? he said something about like, you know, going to Phoenix, there's like some famous like steakhouse in town. Like I'd go there at eight PM before a game the night before a game, load up, get <laughs> greasy, have some wine, feel like crap, go to bed late, wake up late, get to the you know, the arena right on time <laughs> for walkthroughs and I'd be able to you know, but other other guys, heck no. You know, I gotta I gotta go to. He said if if Steph if they're playing Golden State and he's got to guard Steph Curry, he's going to bed by six p.m. the night before. <laughs> yeah. You know, like getting his rest. <laughs> um, so I just thought it was kind of interesting. You know that they're kind of kicking a guy when he's down and it's on the tail end of his yeah. career. And again, he's just uh, come up short in these uh, big games and big matchups. Yeah, definitely not a good look for him to to go out of Phoenix. I'm sure he's gonna move on to another another team and do the same thing. But I mean, um, get to the playoffs yeah. and then lose. <laughs> well, uh, what's your topic today, Ren? Um, I, I was going to bring up the pitching staff for the for the Tigers. Okay. Just how – Like kind of how, how the, the injuries are unfolding and, and what, what they're using or, or what? Yeah, I mean, so we know, you know, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, you know, both of them are injured right now. They were injured really early in the season. Casey Mize is 10 innings pitch, Matt Manning 8. Um, Which Casey Mize just got a – setback from what i heard he had his first rehab start and it looked like he got roughed up a bit didn't and didn't, get didn't feel first. good yeah. yeah so he's he's shut down for a little period of time now too uh tyler alexander he's down um i don't even know some of the other injuries michael pineda is third on the team in innings pitch and he just went yeah, down too yeah did they ever say what the injury was I, it had to have been broken hand yeah it looked like it the it, way he was yeah. holding it yeah Man. he was just like letting it hang there yeah um but i just want to bring up like you know at the beginning of the year when we were looking at potential guys to come up like bo brisky was the minor league pitcher of the year last year this time last year he was pitching for the white caps yeah and right now and right now he's fourth on the team in innings pitched <laughs> 21 innings pitched he's got no two oh and two record but you know with you know tigers right now that, yeah, that, that's yeah. not saying a lot but he's got a 386 era 119 whip and 
I mean, he really is. He's a gamer. Well. Yeah, like he's. You, I like what he brings. Like he's getting roughed up in the first inning, and then he's extending out to five innings. He's extending to six innings. Um, yeah, so the I, game. The I, I like was it doing. against Houston or was it the? Man, I think his his most recent start was just awful. Like thirty five pitches in the first inning. Yeah, and then he still got through six. Six, six it was innings. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. I, I like the way he's battling. Um, and then Alex Fiedo, you know, Alex Fiedo is now fifth on the team in innings pitched. <laughs> what are the odds of that? This early, if you would have said that, like, you know, Bo Brisky, Alex Fiedo, uh, who else is on here? I've got. Um, well, uh, oh, and then and then, um, frick, what's his name? Which uh, lefty? School? Big lefty. School. No, well, Tarek Skubal, uh, you know, he's got a 2-5 ERA right now, one oh eight. He's looking like he's a true an ace. absolute stud right, right now. He's got more strikeouts than innings pitch. He's got 45 strikeouts, 39 two-thirds innings pitch, and he only has eight walks, and he had two in his last inning. So he was, he was at six walks before that. Wow. Like, this guy is a gamer. He's had two straight games without giving up a run. He was lights out yesterday. He was yeah, electric. He, what, did he have 10, 11 strikeouts? Yeah. 11 strikeouts. Oh tied a career gosh. high. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think, you know – this this is a this is a little I guess we're weathering a storm right now. We're getting through something. All the injuries have stacked up so much. All these young guys have come up and we've needed them to to get us through some of these innings. Our bullpen is lights out. Our yep. bullpen is great. And but but more than that, we're building depth within the team right now. And I get the the record is not great. We did just sweep the Orioles, not seeing a lot, you know, a whole lot because it's the Orioles, but it's still a sweep. We'll yeah. take it. Yep. And, you don't apologize for something like that. And we're doing that with uh, like a pitching staff that I've said is so undermanned right now. We're, we have young double A AA and triple A type pitchers who are getting valuable experience in the bigs while our other guys rest up and come back. So when all the dust settles, I think we are going to be better off for this in the end. We're going to see that all the depth that we were building through the minor leagues have that big league experience and now we can start you know using the most effective guy and not worrying about the big name or not kyle said for the show's sake we need to start calling him bo brewski 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 <laughs> not bad and yeah, then he just backed that up by saying the yankees look strong right now yeah he said that last week too he just keeps talking about it <laughs> i don't know what his deal is a lot of run support in New York with that small ball field, right? I think. Oh uh, that's the unfortunate thing is that our offense has literally supplied nothing for these that's guys. That's one of the best bets in baseball right now is Yankees minus one and a half. Day in and day out. Yeah. Do it. Oh, my gosh. I never do it, but I just I know that it would work <laughs> if I did because I almost do it every time. Instead, I take the Tigers to lose by two and a half. And now you, I'm... you hear that, Kyle? <laughs> just just do it. Just take it. Just yeah. do it. No, it, it'll be interesting to see how how this team unfolds, and I think as as bright as the the pitching has been, the the hitting's been a disaster. Um, yeah, it seems to be spiking up a little bit here, which is good, but we'll we'll see. Thanks to Cabrera, I mean he's been our most, yeah, our most consistent guy. Like, yeah. He's kind of coming out of nowhere with this stuff, and is it's that like a man, walk it's... off. Nope, end of the game. End of the game. Game over. Nice. Tigers win again. It's a nice win. Beat the Rays, and and look, you know. It's tough for hitters at this time of year in Detroit, and they had a long homestand, and it was cold for a little while there. And some, if you're a hitter playing in this nasty weather with a wood bat, people don't get it. People don't get how much that hurts. And it's it's just not easy. And I, I get everybody has to do it, but it's not easy. Yeah. So we're seeing guys like Willie Castro step up. Cabrera's been hitting the ball really, really well. Scopes finally turning the corner. Candelario's um, picking it up. Candy's starting to pick it up. I think once – 
once all of those guys now turn into what we know they are, um, we're, we're going to see. finds its level. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this is a better start than last year. But it was almost the it's, same. It's almost identical. It was one game to being identical, and then they won three straight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, before we move on from our DeHops flight segment, I did want to uh, remind everyone that DeHops Brewing Company is cur- is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Chef Dan's revamped food menu and head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine, and ciders make DeHops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between. Um... The Ben and Dan duo is putting a ton of their time and energy at making DeHops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant and brewery community um, that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have Taco Tuesday, Stein Night Wednesday, Thursdays, any burger and beer for 15 bucks, along with some unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food pictures that will make your mouth water. DeHops is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Uh, for 2022, and if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice little discount off your first beer. While we're talking about beer, let's introduce what we are drinking tonight. <laughs> no, yeah, no bumper for this one. No bumper. No okay. bumper for this. One. That's kind of the bumper is the read. Oh god. So it. then you can just. Right. Yeah. I started it, so did you? Yeah. Oh, there's a good bumper. That was Perfect. actually great. That that's, was that that's was live. excellent. Oh shoot, I got to pull up what we're drinking. Can you guys t- tell everybody what we're drinking while that's I pull live up? Live and hot. What what's going on here? John, you got the. You, you've got the pronunciation on this thing down. Haze, you guys. <laughs> uh. So that's obviously. So one thing, the what, what was the one that we did before? The one. The, so anyways, all right. Pigeon Hill Brewery <laughs> uh, Brewing Company uh, out of Muskegon, Michigan. This is their their big one, you know. I, I like, I, I think what Muskegon's doing in general is freaking awesome. Um, I haven't been there in about a year, but I remember going and I was shocked of how nice it was and how much they have going up and, and stuff like that. It was it was really cool. But um yeah, so Pigeon Hill, check check out all their stuff. Um they also sell some beer at the deck, um, which is also in Muskegon on that, that beachfront um restaurant, which is awesome. I love that place. I love that place the deck, too. Yeah. Really good. Um solid, but, solid place to check out some live music every now and then, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then they the you got Dockers right around the corner too. I lo- I love Muskegon. I love that great. area. Yeah. I would rather go to Muskegon Beach than um Grand Haven any day. I, I we never go to Grand Haven. It's the worst. Yeah, we go to we go to Muskegon every yeah, time. I would rather go to Holland or Muskegon. Yep. Which I would choose Muskegon over Holland yet too. For the beach, you know. Yeah. I like I like the town of Holland, like the downtown area. That's pretty nice too, but um, losing losing track here of what we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> um, but Haze, you guys, is an experimental IPA brewed with Idaho 7 and Continental Hops. Uh, this smooth beer is chock full. Chock full. So it says C-H-O-C-K. Is that right? I always thought it was chock full. Like, no, it's like chock. chock. Is it really? It's chock, yeah. I always thought it was like chock. Didn't you? I thought I, it was chock full. I don't know. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> of orange... <laughs> Melon chopped, and resiny. Chopped full, right? Chopped. chopped yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got three answers here. Um, the smooth beer is chock full of orange, melon, and a resiny, resiny notes. Uh, 6.7% alcohol by volume. It is available in the tap room. You can pick it up. At, I think, actually, Micah picked this one up from Total Wine. So shout out to Total Wine. Not that they're 
paying us for a shout out, but we need to go talk to them. We should. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a great time. Uh, it'd I need be to, interesting. I need to really. Yeah, I need to get to. And know And you all go those out guys. there enough too, right? Oh yeah. So you could pick up the beer if we had it, uh, the sponsorship. Heck yeah, that'd be like my reason to leave early. Yeah. Oh guys, I got responsibility. <laughs> I got a responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah I'd, no, I'd come awesome. back with way too expensive wine <laughs> on a regular <laughs> <Yeah>. basis. <laughs> I gotta go out there. I have yet to go out there. But you haven't been there? No, I, I need to. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been tempted. We and should they were do talking, a double date. We we should have a double date oh, and just should. go out to Total Wine. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> then there's that place, Smoky Bones. Yeah, Smoky, Smoky Bones, Bones Total Wine. Not bad, not bad. A couple of weeks ago, wine got the best of you, Sam. So <laughs> wine did, <laughs> yeah, right? Before yeah, that's right. I had yeah a couple glasses before the podcast. <laughs> but what do you guys think so far of this beer? <laughs> just three or four glasses. Yeah, only. <clears throat> yeah, this is good. I like it's very citrusy. Yeah. I love yeah. the citrus, the citrus flavor to Especially it. Especially this sure. time of year, I hey, think summer. I got a little, got a little sunburnt today. Yeah, so this is taking the the edge off of what that. What were you doing today? Were you golfing again today? No, I just had the day off from work. I nice. uh, took the dog for a nice walk. Went and had lunch uh, over by Lowell Ada area. Oh, where'd you um, go? Uh, we were actually at Big Boiler Brewing. Oh, really? In Lowell. I've never been there. It's great. Great yeah? food. Excellent food. I did not. No? I did not. I just had a water today. Gotcha. A little hot, a little dehydrated. Preparing for the podcast. They right? have a fried chicken sandwich that is incredible. Yeah? Yes. We're going to have to get some of their beer, too. They have good beers. I have gone there and yeah. tasted a few. Um, yeah. They have a couple good IPAs. I think one double that was really good as well. Yeah. Um, but we're so not the, the only hutch? one. Yeah, we're not. No, not as good as the double hutch. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, last weekend uh, yeah, or last week, it was a little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, felt a little rough again. But yeah, uh, it's, we're it's not the only trip. one drinking a hazy IPA tonight. Okay. Carrie is sipping on from Three Floyds Brew Pub, their Barbarian Haze IPA. Three Floyds. Three Floyds. Interesting. Not we're sure where they're, that one. Yeah, where they're from, Carrie. Let us know. And Kyle's just coming in hot and wants to know what <laughs> other cities you enjoy, Sam. What other cities I enjoy? He's there, uh, I like Muskegon. Muskegon. <laughs> yeah. I like north of that. Walker. Ludington. Ludington's nice. I like Ludington. Ludington's I'm okay nice. with Ludington. Um, I think it's a little overrated. Like, also, a, flavor's a little overrated. If you yeah. Like, I, that, I agree with that. Like I just I don't know. I don't think it's the. I, I would rather go to Muskegon than Ludington. I'd rather go to Holland than Ludington. I like Ludington. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I like getting it's north too. Yeah, I like the the lake water and the beaches when you get north of town. Yeah, it's there's a a little hidden gem beach that I went to last summer, kind of found on a whim, and not that it's like a cool town or anything, nothing to really do, but a good beach to go to. Um, I think it's called uh, Minert Park. M e i n e r t Minert Park. Um, there's like an RV campground and everything there too, but the beach is awesome. And you can wait out so far yeah. from shore. What area is that in? It's um. Is it like Holland? No, nope. It's north of like Montague. Okay. Mon- Montague. Montague. Silent <laughs> G. <laughs> where did where, where's that one that's good for the kids? Or what's that one called? It's like a beach where it's like it's and it's really cool because like the the water comes into like a little area, and then it just gets really warm. I don't know. Oh my gosh! It's like a not familiar oh, with that one. Oh my gosh. Um not up by like Sleeping Bear Dunes, is it? It's north. It's kind of like a little north of Muskegon, I think. Just a little like Whitehall area? Yeah. Like White White Lake is right there and it goes out right out to the lake, but that's I don't that's there, not the same. I think there's like a Duck Lake State Duck Park. Lake. Yeah. Duck Lake. Thank and then you. you. You park on the other side <laughs> of, of the channel. I yeah. kept thinking Pigeon. <laughs> Pigeon Hill. Pigeon Creek or something <laughs> like I don't Love know. Love Muskegon by the way. 
Pigeon, yeah. Pigeon Creek's down by, or Pigeon Lake is down um, just north of Holland. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Duck Lake. That's the one that I was I was thinking of. But Carrie said maybe Silver Lake. Who knows? There's a lot of lakes. Silver land, Lake. Land, yeah, land, I've been land there. of lakes up here in the north. So many Midwest. lakes. I want. I wonder if we have more lakes than Minnesota. I don't think so. I know that they they have the. I think we do actually. Lakes. Look we up. Look, look up. up how many. While we do a bumper and start talking the Lions you conversation. I want to like see how many lakes are in Minnesota and how many lakes are in Michigan. It's it's not going. It's not connected. We turned it off. Is the volume all the way down? Uh, I don't know. Check the volume. This is so good. We'll <laughs> check check the volume of the the iPad maybe. I don't do this, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we could just. We love beer like a fat kid loves <laughs> cake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's. <laughs> All right, well that's not gonna. Work. It's not working. So we're gonna have to get that figured out before the outro goes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. Did I plug it into the wrong one, maybe? All right. Anyways, moving on to our first segment. Segment topic thing. Um, we're going to have to move pretty quick, but I think these will go pretty quick, right? Um, the Detroit Lions schedule, and really the NFL schedule um, as a whole came out, and the Lions are going to open up at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they move on to the Washington Redskins. Um, they got their first division game at the Vikings, and then they play the Seahawks. Um, and then week five, the Patriots. I feel like that's let's, – let's talk real quick a little bit about that chunk there. Um, and then right before their bye week, so they got an early bye week again. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you think of that? That that start? I I don't think any of them are like, hundred percent loss. No 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 chance. Blah blah blah. Um, but I don't look at any of them as like, oh, they're gonna win. They have to win this game. This is yeah. gonna be their win. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it's just like where the Lions are at, and this will be the theme heading into the season. All all that kind of stuff. It's just like it's a show me season. It's do we always have hope? Of course we do. But it's probably false hope, and like until we're proven, we are proven right. Um, it's, it is false hope. Well, even right? if you, even if you think, even if you have that false hope, I guess the danger in in looking at this first chunk of games is saying, "Oh, Eagles, oh well, they're nothing special. They have Jalen Hurts; he's not that great." And then Washington, we should beat them. Vikings, we should beat them. Oh man, Seahawks just lost what Russell Wilson, and then oh Patriots are beatable too. Oh, we should be five and zero. Like that's the worst thing that a fan should do. Just wait, just wait till I do. Well, <laughs> no, I know, but no, no, but like we're not, we're not an upper echelon team. So stop yeah. thinking that we should beat every team that we should beat. In your own mind, we will beat. Yeah. So I, I think I look at this stretch of games, and it's definitely there's opportunity. Yeah, I think I think best case scenario, three and two is is possible. And I would say worst case scenario one and one and four is possible. I, yeah. re- I really think you're going to land great in that that mix there. Um, I don't think know. the Vikings are that much better of a team than us. I think they have a better quarterback than we do. That's my own personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think the Patriots have their identity with uh, Mac Jones, and they're probably a little bit farther ahead than we are. Uh, Washington, who knows their their defense could step up this year, yeah. like everybody thought they were going to do last year, uh, and they do have probably more quarterback talent on that team or just as good uh, as the Lions. So yeah. I would say Lions might come into almost all these games as the underdog. Maybe not the maybe not Seattle. That's going to be one that That's one that I think they especially being home. Yeah. Um you get the three points with that. I, I, yeah. 
I think that's the only one that they would be favoring. Yeah, but the other ones, if they can win those games. They mm-hmm. definitely can. Yeah. Will they? I don't know, but three and two would be a, a great start. Yeah. Um, so obviously the bye weeks after that, you got Dallas, uh, Miami, um, first matchup against the Packers, and you got the Bears week ten. Um, it's it, it, that. I mean, you got the the Dolphins and, and Giants and, and the Bears in there. I mean, those are all. You got three more winnable games, I would say, in this next chunk. Or sorry, I didn't say the Giants. Um, well, I'll, I'll throw the Giants in there, so it's ten, right? Because that's even five and five. So yeah, the um, Dolphins and Giants and Bears are all winnable games. Um, when you're at home against the Packers, I, I, it's stupid to put that as a W, but it is a possible thing. It is like it's just it's a weird scenario here, and and, and I, I I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts? On I first, think this is a, games? this is a tough stretch because because of the order of the games too. So you look at Dallas, good team, playoff team last year. You look at Green Bay, good playoff team last year, and then and sandwich in there. In my mind, is a really underrated Dolphins team who just got a lot better. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one for sure. Now they just got Tyreek Hill. What they do though could also hit the fan and not work. Sure, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But they're working with a, a quarterback on his third year now, or in his third year. Yeah. Um, he should be coming into his own and starting to, you know, their offense is now designed around him, around Tua, and they have weapons like crazy with Tyreek Hill. They've got Jalen Waddle coming back. They have they have a, a few other. Uh, playmakers on their team that are legit playmakers. And so this offense is going to be tough. You know, they could pick us apart pretty easily, especially if you're looking at, like, our linebacker core and saying, you know, where do we match up here? That's going to be a, a matchup nightmare for us against that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and so those are – if we go 0-3 in that small uh, stretch of three the games Dallas, there, Miami, Yeah, then that, that's Bay. not like the – that's not – Go, and then going into two road games with the Bears and Giants, yeah, you, that's not yeah. momentum that we want to just carry into those winnable games in our mind. Yep. So we could look at that again and say, oh, if you pick out, if you just you know look at the Dolphins, pick that one, and the Bears and oh yeah, we could be three and two again in that stretch. That's gonna be tough. This I'm not I'm yeah. not I'm not picking that in my mind. Yep. Kyle said if they win the first three games, we got to book our days off for the Super Bowl parade. Oh yeah, I'm in. First I'll, three, I will be riding high. I'll be coming out of crazy month. With a three no record, like see ya. Like I will be If we're if we're winning the first three, then we're winning the fourth too. We're gonna be four yeah, no. Four no. Then you might as well just put a five because they're gonna go hard before the bye. <laughs> might so you well. might as well just be five no. Yeah. We just we just I just talked you into it. Two thousand fourteen all over again. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, six and oh star, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I was so excited about that one. I think they won one <laughs> game the rest of the year. Um <laughs> next so the the it wasn't a playoff game. Thanksgiving. Uh, game against Buffalo. You got the Jags, Vikings again, at the Jets. <clears throat> Obviously, you're not going to beat the Buffalo, <laughs> no matter how good you are. Um, that's that's the matchup that I think is he's. They'd have to be severely banged L. up. Yeah, yeah. The Buffalo. Yeah, and maybe miss their flight over Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. holidays. Yeah. Maybe get snowed into Buffalo or something. I think Allen would have to be hurt. And that is seven other starters. Kind of a, yeah. a crazy Thanksgiving draw, right? Like matchup, you know, it to is. just go from playing in your division and then like the Patriots or whatever. It seems like they try to make it a little winnable, um, but this is not. No, I think it's like that Colts game back. Remember that? Oh my gosh! Against the Colts didn't Peyton Manning have like seven touchdowns? Or I something? think he threw six in like two and a half quarters. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even finish the game. Uh, yeah, that was rough. Uh, this this kind of feels like that, and it might be one of those things where you know, like the Thanksgiving game. I just heard it's every year. It's within the top five most watched games in the regular yeah. season. So they're, they're just thinking like, hey, look, 
We don't care. It's the Lions. We don't care about them getting blown out. We just want to showcase the talent that the league has to offer. Yeah. It's going to be probably the highest watched game um, in, in the regular season, honestly. I, I wouldn't doubt it because people love it. People love watching that game. And then you have a true talented team that's potentially a Super Bowl contender um, that's worth it. And then you got the, the Bills, too. So um, uh, you got the next, you wrap up the season with the Panthers, uh, Bears, and then at Green Bay. Um, on January 7th or 8th, up to be determined on, on time and all that good stuff. But um, all, all in all, I feel like this schedule lays out really well for the Lions. And I'm not saying to, to go out on a run or anything like that, but what I what I see here are a lot of teams that are in this, that we need to know that the Lions are passing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and be like, the Lions need to show that they're better than Miami. And this is why, or anything like that. But I want to see where they measure up, not necessarily with the top of the league, but with the teams that are trending in the similar area. Are we better than them? Can we compete with them, or is it are we still that far behind? You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like with with when you're playing teams, let's throw Washington in there. Um, I think the Vikings can be considered that. And then you also have the Seahawks, you have the Dolphins, you have the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets, Panthers. Bears, like Twice. that's that's ten ten basically games right there of of the teams that you're going to be competing for either to have one of the worst records in the league and and get get a high end draft pick or taking that next step towards where you want to be and I I like the way that it's playing out in that way that we're gonna learn a lot about this regime this year whether it's wins and losses it's just gonna be I don't I think I just I look at it and I don't see how we won't have answers about about this this regime after this year. Just because just the way that the the um schedule lines up. And then you toss in like the hard knocks and stuff like that. We're going to learn a lot about them that way. I'm really excited for this year. I think this time next year we're going to know what it, it what we're missing and what or if it's just never going to work. You know what I mean? Um so I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about this um schedule in general. I think it's pretty it lays out pretty easy, but then you know, you talk to the Bears fans, they're going to be like, well, we have the Lions on there twice. That's two wins. The Giants are like, hey, that could be our win. But we got the Lions, so that's our win. Seahawks as well. They're like, they're all we're not going to go 0-17. We got the Lions on our schedule. So it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, they're thinking the same thing the same way we look at them. So I, I don't know. It's it's going to be fun. Um, it, it's fun when it comes out. But what were you, you were going to say something? Well, I mean, like, even a, look at a team like the Jets. They, have, uh, they drafted their quarterback last year. Yeah. He, he didn't have... A great year, but he didn't have that bad of a year either, and he had nobody to work with. His he had hardly any receivers to throw to. Um, his running backs, like Michael Carter, was was pretty good, but he was a rookie and kind of, you know, wasn't even playing every single game. And now, and then they go out and in their draft picks, they get Ahmad Gardner, shutdown corner. They get Garrett Wilson, another weapon. They get Jermaine Johnson, one of the best edge rushers, and they get Brees Hall, yeah. the the first running back off the board. So a great draft. Yeah, so they have like a draft to be excited about for well, sure. Well, at least a top heavy, yeah, they they crushed that. Um or a lot of people think that at least. So I I you know, at the same time that we need to understand that the Lions are building something and they're getting better and not only that, I, we believe in the the coaching staff and, you know, how they can bring this this talent or this collective young youthful movement and and turn it into something. These other teams are are pretty much at the same point of the rebuild as the Lions. So the Jets are going getting better right now. Yeah. The Giants, eh, not really sure. They might be the one team going backwards, uh, depending on how quarterback plays. But yeah. um, 
a lot of the teams are in the same direction. I don't think the Jags are anywhere close to that. They might win some games just because of Trevor Lawrence, uh, if he can turn something you know special for this second year. But it's the, these are not just circle it win games. These are going to be competitive games. We saw the Lions turn into a competitive team second half of the year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of that. It's going to be a lot of the same things we saw last year, just maybe with Aiden. Strip sack and hopefully somebody <laughs> down the stretch, or you know, yeah. like something going our way instead of every time going the the other way. Yeah, strip sack, fumble for a touchdown that gets called back or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Not that I've seen that happen before. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. change a game. Um, but uh, Lions are the only team without a primetime game. Do you think that's disrespectful or fair? I, I, and I, I, so that's like what that's been a, a very popular topic in in Detroit sports um, talk. So, so it definitely wasn't the. <laughs> It wasn't the the iPad. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, it I, seems I think di- but they also have the the Thanksgiving game. I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. they have the Thanksgiving game, but that's not that's not a prime, prime time. time game. Yeah. That's that's tradition. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it, it's completely disrespectful, especially because of hard knocks. You're, you're gonna have fans that are, yeah. that are gonna care about this. I thought that it was weird. It almost seems like the NFL would benefit from. Hey, we have an opportunity with 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 Hard Knocks to promote a team that nobody really knows about or cares about, and all of a sudden we can put them in the spotlight week six. So people are well, week six is a bad example because it, that's our bye week, but week five, and people <laughs> can revisit what they saw at Hard Knocks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it feels like a missed opportunity, um, and, and the fact that they're the only team it. Feels like a slight. Well, right? they have like Jags versus uh, what is it like Jags versus Carolina Panthers on there or something on a Sunday night or Monday night game, like yeah, a really bad matchup, and that's a little bit of a slap to the face. Like the Jaguars, really, we're gonna say they're more marketable than a Dan Campbell led Lions team that has some decent some swag, yeah, right? some decent yeah. like draw from the outside at this point. Like everybody knows. What the Lions are doing, they were kind of a laughing stock after the press conference last year, but people tuned in. People cared about this team, you know, at least near the end of the game or end of the season last year. It's just weird that they didn't even get like a Thursday night game. I, I figured they'd get at least a Thursday night game. Yeah, I mean, you you got a lot of bad matchups. I mean, there's some good ones, but then you got like Commanders and Bears, Saints and Cardinals. I guess could maybe, but like I don't know, Eagles, Texans, Texans are are, are in it. Um, I, I don't know. It's just. It's just. It seems Eagles like that's, got a lot. It seems like they could fit in. The, yeah, the Eagles are. That's the weird well, one. Well, then like Denver got a lot, and the fact that yeah, the fact that the NFL came out and said that that there's no bias or you can't trade you, you, your way into you these. You can't trade your way or draft your way in. Yeah, it's, you got to win your way in. And yet like, Russell Wilson gets there, and now yeah. they're the league's like favorite team. Yeah, I think week one, I think they're in. Yeah, Monday Night Football, Broncos at Seahawks, which I get. I I, mean, yeah, I'm fine with that, that one. That one is, is is understandable. But, yeah, it's just – I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but outside of the division, which are your favorite games for, for the Lions that you're most intrigued to watch? I mean, I, I look at the Dallas game. That's always fun because it's fun to kind of beat them when, when they're – I don't know, if you can. You know what I mean? Those are always one of the fun ones for me. Um, kind of like I already said, was just like the matchups that you want to know where they they line up with the, the yeah. other. Rebuilds. I want to see the Giants. I, I I'm old. Uh, I want I want to see Thibodeau versus Aiden. Oh, and I know man. I know it's not like a one on one thing, but at this point in the year, week eleven, you're gonna see you're gonna know a lot about both. There's gonna be a difference in stats, possibly or maybe very similar. And now they're they're out. That for, could it's be a statement a, game. Yeah, no, that'd be sweet. 
What about you, John? Like, what's, what stands out to you about the schedule? I'm a huge Josh Allen fan, so, like, the Buffalo game, when it was announced they were playing Buffalo, I was pumped, not pumped that they're playing on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> um, but outside of that game, I think the next closest one is, is probably Miami. Yeah, that one's interesting. Ha- Halloween weekend. Um, you know, it's in Detroit. Detroit fans are crazy. Uh, that could be an environment that Tua is not ready for. If 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 Detroit runs off some wins at the beginning of the year, and you got that fan base behind you oh, making man. all that extra noise yeah. off the hype, that could be a fun game to watch. Uh, they just got all the weapons too, like two teams that have you know solidified offensive power. Um, I think Detroit's defense probably stacks up better, you know, uh, than Miami's. Yeah, I think the the fun one about that is like like say Okuda's having a great start to the year too, and he's healthy. And then you got the Tua Okuda matchup. The people that think, well, you should have took Tua, and and you blew it type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that could be, but like Tua might not even be starting by then too, because they they seem to not really like him, even though they are starting to build around him a little bit more. But I, I think. When Jamison Williams comes back from the injury, I think that's going to be, for me, that's going to be a big like line in the sand with the season, and we'll see what this offense looks like. Do you like think after. it's going to be the, after the bye week, or do you think he plays before the bye week? I think that's a, there's a good chance the bye week they use that as bringing him into it. Yes, yeah. and and even if he's ready to go, I don't, I doubt he's ready for week one. I, I doubt the Lions are going to be that you know needy to yeah. put him in and and risk anything. Um, they were pretty clear in, in press conferences so far that they're going to just go through their program, th- through the process, and they're not going to rush them back. So I know Jameson will, Williams will want to come back from injury, but every player does. And, and at this point in his career, like, we don't need you week one. We don't care. Just yeah. just come back whenever you're ready. And then what is your way too early win-loss prediction as you went through the schedule? Did you have how many wins, basically, is, is what I want to know. <laughs> Do you have you, you didn't you guys? Uh, I'm totaling it up right now. I I want to say seven wins. That's that that was the number that I kept getting, and it was you have a lot of fifty fifty games, and I, I know it's an unfair to say oh, but, but that was the number that I kept getting, and like I talked to other people, they're like, you know, I could see nine or ten. I'm like, where? I I just I I can't get that high on it, even if I am being very optimistic. So seven is where I keep landing. I I don't know why. Um. When we do this before the season, I'm sure I'll be at 11 or 12. But right here, right now, seven makes the most sense. I have 11 games where I feel like they could, they could easily win. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they're not going to win all those games that we think they should win or could win. Yeah. So, and I'm not even including like the Patriots on there. I'm not including the Dolphins on there. And I mean, so there are a lot of winnable games here. I'm thinking seven feels right to me. Um, there, a lot of these are on on the road though. So I don't know. By you, John. I think it'll come down to, you know, uh, obviously right before the season what we have for, like, a healthy team. You know, let's get through these OTAs and everything preseason, make sure our guys are ready to go. I'm sitting at, like, eight and a half right now. Okay. Um, Leaning towards nine. Um, I got them beating the Seahawks, the Pats, the Dolphins, Chicago twice, the Giants, Jags, Jets, Carolina. And I think there's a couple games in there. I think they could potentially split with Minnesota. Yeah. If they could pull one off at home. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think they could beat Washington as well. I think they've split with Minnesota like the last four years, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's – and, man, I don't know. Did Green Bay do enough? Did they? Do they have enough? <laughs> that is still – Do they I, have enough to put up points? I think th- I think they're good. I just think I they're just, good. I, still. I mean, as much as I like Christian Watson, 
he still dropped the ball more than any other wide receiver, I think, coming out of the draft. or come, like You know what I mean? So, like, he has his flaws, and Aaron Rodgers is known to throw in a difficult ball at times for especially young guys to catch. And he's going to have to trust Christian Watson the second he walks in that door. You think, know what I mean? I think it's going to be so easy for them. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I think he's really good. I, I'm really high on, on Watson, and I think the – I think the Packers filled some holes on defense too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rodgers is going to do his thing, right? Yeah. He's going to do his thing against Detroit. So he's going to complain a lot, and then yeah, yeah. Get, get face Somehow. masks when he dips his head. A yeah, little exactly. I, I I heard something. I heard something about um, on the radio just today. Actually, uh, the the last six games of the season is what everybody's like. Love Jared Goff's performance at the end of last year. Yeah. So in the last six games, his touchdown to interception ratio was eleven to two. Yeah. So you know that feels good, sounds good. Putting that in, into perspective, he threw less than two touchdowns per game during a good hot stretch of football that we <laughs> that we're like all pumped about, and the fan base is looking at and saying, "Hey guys, you know he's, you know he's, he's not that he was bad. really good by the end. Really good, meaning he was averaging like one point nine, you know, touchdowns per game." With nobody to throw during a really six-game stretch. Though. During a six-game stretch, also missing his his center. How many of those were flea flickers? Two at least. In the, the yeah, Packers I, 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 I know. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Like uh, you know, I take care of the football. Great. I'm all for not throwing interceptions. Let's not pretend that we have this high octane, crazy kind of offense that looks like the Chiefs. Gun, just a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's not him. Um, so I did want to talk a little bit about the primetime games that came out um, just in the NFL in general. You got the Thursday night, um, which is, I think, stream only for on Amazon now. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it'll be very, yeah. I mean, it can't be bad, I guess, right? Well, could, I guess be. It could be. I mean, but... if enough people don't know how to get to the prime <laughs> that's, that's true. games or whatever. Um, is there any particular matchup that, that stands out to you? Um, I think... So everybody's really high on the Broncos, like we already talked about. I I just don't see it. I don't see how Russell Wilson's going to walk in there and just change everything. Um, Jerry Judy uh, just had something, didn't yeah, he? he just got arrested. He just Nobody got arrested. Yeah. 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 Interesting. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I think his girlfriend did come out and, like, Asked for him to like not be charged. Oh, did she? So I don't know if he's like paying her off. Oh, he's oh, I'm for sure, sure he paying her off. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at some of these Thursday night matchups. I'm still just mind boggled that Detroit didn't draw a game. Yeah. But you got. Let's see here. You got like uh, you said Eagles, Texans, Falcons, Panthers. Yeah. Um. Gosh, what was the other one that I just? Yeah, saw? Falcons, Panthers. Like that's a terrible Com- matchup. Commander, Commanders and Bears. Jaguars, Jets. Commanders, Bears. Like, Jaguars, Jets, oh, week gosh. sixteen. Week sixteen when they're both not, they're both neither one of them want to win. Yeah, they're not in contention at that point. <laughs> they're you going could, after draft. Just picks. feel like you could plug Detroit <laughs> in any one of those matchups, and it just makes it better. There are a couple, a Falcons, couple good Panthers. matchups though. I, I would there say. are. I, I, yeah, I think the Colts, Broncos could be. I, I really like the Colts. Um, the Steelers, Browns, obviously a huge rivalry, which could be fun. But then the the one that really stands out to me is the Titans at the Packers. Um, week eleven, so November eleven, number or sorry, November seventeenth. That has the making to be a really fun game heading in. You know, that's one that you don't just turn off right away. 
you, you you sit back and you watch that game. Raiders Rams week fourteen. That could be interesting. Yeah, that's that's when you're starting to really narrow down those playoff teams and like playoff positions. Yeah. Sun, Sunday week eight Packers Bills. So the Titans got two Thursday oh, night yeah. games and Detroit didn't score didn't one. one. You say Packers Bills? Packers Bills on Sunday. Thursday? Sunday. Oh Sunday. Right Ravens Buccaneers on Thursday. That could be an interesting one too. But then, yeah, jumping into Sundays though, you got to obviously Buffalo. Um, and the the Rams starting off the season, which is fun. Um, but then, I mean, th- those are always be good matchups. Th- those are always fun, or usually, I should say. Tampa Bay's got four or two out of the first four th- uh, Sunday night games. Do they really? Two out of the first four. Tampa yeah, does week one and week four. <laughs> then they're Thursday week eight, and I'm sure they're Monday night football. Oh, and then they too. get they get a they get a Sunday nighter week sixteen. This is ridiculous, <laughs> man. I don't know. It's obvious what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. The NFL is making You're a lot of money on these games. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fun. And then Monday night hopefully gets a little bit better product out there with with a. I, I like Joe Buck. I don't really like Troy Aikman, um, but Joe Buck does a good job with play by play. That I think that will bring a little more cred to the Monday night booth. Um, you obviously got Broncos Seahawks first week. Um, then they're doing a, a back-to-back on week two, which is, is the first time they've done that. you got Titans-Bills, Vikings, and Eagles. Um, that, that's that's new. What do I you guys heard, think of that? Yeah, I heard uh, game one will start and game two will start like 45 minutes later. So both games will be going on at the same time. So they're going for like the March Whoa. Madness feel, I yep. think, right? Yep. Oh, they just want like the split screen. We'll see how that goes. Multiple TVs. Yeah. Oh, let's jump back into this game real quick. Yeah. Because yeah. that's one of those things where – uh, you know, you had those. Yeah, it was always the East Coast and the West Coast game whenever yeah. they had duo Monday night games. Yeah, and people tune out. Yeah, for that true. late night game. Now you can watch both at the same. Yeah, time. you watch the first one. You know, the whole game, and then you get the last. You know, half really the fourth quarter, and and sit back and enjoy that. Hopefully, but it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out. I mean, is there any other matchups that that seemed really interesting to you? I see that they have the um some Monday night football on Sunday. Which is weird, but it's uh, week eight, which is the London game. Um, Broncos at Jags. Not that I'm interested in that game, but um, I don't know. It's it seems like Bengals they, Browns. It's, it feels like they put a lot more effort into making the people that are like it, they put a lot more effort into making these marquee matchups in these these national televised games. You know, you got a lot of people putting up a lot of money, um, so reward them with with quality matchups. Yeah. You know? Yeah, real storylines like AFC heavy at the end of the year too. Monday night back to back AFC matchups to end the season between got, the Chargers and Colts and then Bills and Bengals. We got to remember that the the Browns might have Deshaun Watson too. We don't, we still don't know where That's that true. really stands. Yeah, I think so, they have a meeting tomorrow. I think I heard. Yeah, so if the, if they have Deshaun Watson, you know that game against the Bengals that that becomes an in state rivalry that you know could have some playoff implication, implications going on. We do have a Packers fan out there that feels bad for us Detroit Lions fans. I don't care about on, Packers fans. I'm not having any primetime games. I don't, you know what? I love I the way the way uh, Dan Campbell reacted to it, though. Yeah, I, I tried. I, I meant to pull up his, his quotes, and I, yeah. I didn't get it. But he seemed to just be like, good, right? Yeah, he's like, awesome. Love yeah. that. We right? love that. We love that. We can have a 1 o'clock game, go spank him, and then and then rest up. And the, it's, <laughs> it's like predictable for the guys. He's like, we don't have to sit around in a hotel and wait for it and get yeah. all tight and, and eat and all this stuff. He's like, we could just predictable – one o'clock game, go beat them, do our thing, go yeah. home, get ready for the next one. Yeah, and then every single game is a one o'clock start, except for Thanksgiving, which is twelve thirty. Yeah, every game, and usually and then, you get those four thir- four fifteen starts. You know what I mean? And, and it just throws off my day. Like Andrea is so confused when <laughs> I'm like, 
why aren't you watching lines? I'm like, well, it's later. And she goes, oh, shoot, I'm playing this. I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> no, but. No, yeah, but, no West Coast games. No, yeah, it's weird, right? And then and then he came back out and just, like, threw in the, well, you know, five weeks five through 15 are all flex games. So That's uh, true, yeah. We could, always, we could always be flexed. He's like, we could be flexed. Don't worry about it. We could be flexed. Yeah, like, so, I mean, the, the last weekend of the season. Yeah. Packers, Lions. There could be go. for all the marbles here. Hey, for, for, the, the, for the North, yeah. It's possible. It's happened before. King of the North. Man, that'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be sweet. It'd be fun to knock Rodgers out of the playoffs. Especially with this team. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> it'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, you want to do a bumper and just do the mic thing? Yeah, sure. Drinking craft beer, <laughs> having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. I used to test that when I, when I had to, but now I never have to. Now I should remember to do that again next time. I don't know if it – did I put the cords in the wrong spot? Like, what did I do? Yeah, I don't know. We shouldn't troubleshoot now, though. No? Or should we spend the next 25 minutes doing that? I got time. Let's oh, do it. Okay. Yeah, let's figure it out. <laughs> no, but um, – so, obviously, tomorrow is the Detroit Pistons and the NBA lottery, um, May 17th, which will be at 7 o'clock on the ESPN. Um, it feels a little different this year. Um, I'm going to kind of toss it to you guys and, and, and really get your thoughts. Um, I just I look at it as not as important, not as um, big of a deal to get number one um, than I feel like it was last year. Um, but I, what I really want to know for you guys is, like, where is that drop-off? And if I am wrong and you want to get that number one pick, obviously you want the number one pick, so you get your choice, right? That's a stupid thing to say that we don't want the number one pick. But where where's that drop-off in that line of, okay, if we don't, get a top six pick or if we, we fall into six, like where's that line of like, we are going to miss out on our guy because we fell in this lottery. That's what I want to know. So I can sit and watch this and be like, all right, yeah, we fell to four, but we're still going to get X, Y, and Z or still have a chance at, at a certain player that'll make this, this team better. So I have the, the lottery odds here. I'll go through that and then I'll kind of toss it off to you. Does that work? Go for it. Um, so the odds, are, the odds for the top three picks are the same for the top three or four um, picks odds basically. So, um, for the number one pick, fourteen percent chance. Number two pick, thirteen point four. Number three pick, twelve point seven. Number four pick, twelve percent chance. And then it's a huge. Uh, basically, you for the for the Pistons, you can go anywhere between one and seven. So to kind of round out five, six, and seven, pick five is fourteen point eight percent chance. Uh, pick six, twenty six percent chance which obviously has the highest number, so that's where I'm looking. Um, but then a 7% chance of falling to the number 7 overall pick. It's a similar situation. Obviously, we we had the best odds last year, right? So if everything falls away, it should. like We should be the third pick. But I guess where, where are you guys looking here? What are the names that you're most interested in not missing out on, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to split the, the draft up into two – tiers in my mind it's not the same tier as far as like um level of play or, or ability in any way but i think you have to look at the big players and then you have to look at the guards and the guards and, and wings types so the bigs and and really the consensus top three in this draft are chet holmgren jabari smith and paulo bancaro and so those, those are the the big guys each one is 610 uh, Jabari Smith, people are – I've seen more of uh, 6'11", and he's a shooting guy. And then Chet Holmgren is is seven-footer, and he's skinny as a rail. So 
I, what's hard about this draft is it's not just like if you miss on one guy, the next guy fills that same need because I feel like the talent is so unique for each one of these three types of players at the top. And I don't, there is not a consensus because each one could fill the need that each, each team's looking for. And Chet Holmgren specifically is just such a, a rare, unique combination and body type that we've never really seen work in the NBA that it just makes it such a hard prediction. It makes it a hard uh, projection into the NBA from, you know, high school and college. And it, it's just a rare situation in my mind. Um, and then after those guys, it's all guards. So if you do miss out on the top three, four, then good luck. You like you, your strategy of, of maybe building with a big guy to pair with, with, um, uh, Cade Cunningham is just, it's, it's out the window. It's not going to be there. John, is there like, who are you looking at here? Well, I, I definitely don't want to see him fall out of the top four. I think that's, that, that's I, your number. I think you four? want to, I think you want a top four draft pick. I think you want to reach at four. It, you know, if it's a Jaden Ivy, I take him. Um, it would be nice to get a guy with size. I'd like to see him go, honestly, with Paolo. I think he's the best fit for the NBA at this point. Chet Holmgren's eight inches taller than me, and I got a couple pounds on the guy. <laughs> and that's scary. Yeah, that is, is scary. I'm a skinny dude. I break down. I get hurt. And uh, I just don't want to see him waste a pick on a guy like him. But I don't know, Keegan Murray, like, if you do slip and you, you land a guy like that, too, I mean, he's got all the tools to, to play in the NBA. Um, but I guess I'm kind of looking at that tier two that you got here on the list, picks three and four, Apollo and uh, Jaden Ivey, if possible. I think I think Jabari Smith, and here's and this is also, I think, the other part of this is where depending on where they fall in the draft, it really could impact the way that we build this team long term. Uh, because if you can get a guy like Jabari Smith, let's just say that he could be a direct replacement for Jeremy Grant, because that's the type of athlete that Detroit doesn't want to give up with Jeremy Grant. He is Jeremy Grant's a freak of an athlete. He's six foot eight, six foot nine, super long wingspan. He can jump. He can guard. He can move laterally. Um, he he can shoot here and there like his shot selection everybody knows his shot selection is not very good it needs to get better uh and, and it does for stretches but not over the course of a season uh but jabari smith really could be a direct replacement and maybe even just an immediate upgrade or or maybe year two upgrade to you know is that how you would handle this draft is finding the the replacement for the jamie grant well, rather than going big man that everybody expects right everybody's expecting oh you need a a center that can do X, Y, and Z because that's what Pistons – that's what it, it looks like. They need that, that extra length, right? Well, and but I, is it more or less like finding a way to replace him? Well, and that's the question because – I don't know if I have a really good answer because if you don't get Jabari Smith, are you going to replace Jeremy Grant with Chet Holmgren? No. That, that's like a – it's not a direct comparison, yeah. right? And then that's going to mess up or, or at least change our dynamic between our power forward and center combinations that we have right now on the team. Paolo Bancaro – is more of a Blake Griffin type of player where he's he might be a, a really good athlete, but he's doesn't and we're talk, talking like Pissons Blake Griffin, not jump out of the gym yeah, Blake Griffin. Yeah. But a, a ball handler who might slow the ball the game down a bit, but will try to dissect a defense, you know, when he has the ball by making the right decision or or, you know, power through somebody and score and get an and one or whatever. And he has shooting ability too, but I guess what the Pistons, I think the dilemma they're in is if they go with Chet Holmgren, 
Paulo Bencaro, and maybe maybe Keegan Murray, they might they might actually become slower in the end. Okay. In with their team speed because you know Cade Cunningham is a really good athlete, but he's a slower really good athlete. Yeah. And you know yeah. what I mean by that? He plays yeah. in control. He's not a Jaden Ivy just like speed demon, right? Do he's we not. need that? Do we need someone that can? I don't do know. That? I don't know. Yeah. And if you're gonna if you're looking at a guard and the uh, the Pistons think they need to build through that, you know, like get somebody smaller or even or even a wing like Keegan Murray. Yeah. They're all in tier two, so it's not like we're losing out on this talent, but I think. The ability of getting a Paolo, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and deciding between those three guys yeah. versus the guards really will tell the story on where the Pistons are trying to push this rebuild. Now, remind me who like, there was a report towards the end of the year that a specific team was like, "Hey, we're gonna if we fall in this draft spot, we could use that to trade for Jeremy Grant." Can do you guys remember who that was? And where they land in this in this lottery thing? Yeah, I, I feel it's, like it was the was it, was Blazers, right? Portland, yeah, yeah. So their their odds to get the first overall pick is nine, nine point two, nine point four, nine point six. Then you got eight six. So they're they're probably going to land in a top eight pick based on the odds. They have a three point seven percent chance, nine point one percent chance at ten. So with a top eight pick, like, do you think that's still a possibility where the Pistons could walk away with two top eight picks? And then what do we do? And I know that's time. Time will tell. But I'm interested. Oh, I mean, if, like, does that change what you do at with you, your first pick because you have eight? Yeah, or? I think if you, if you get two top eight picks, you got to go Jaden Ivey, and I think you got to go Jalen Duran from Memphis. He's he's a guy that he I think he's got the opportunity to score. He's got to so work. He's on the it. center, a little undersized center. right? Yeah, he's got to work. He's got to work. He's got to work on his jump shot. But the guy gets up and down the court with yeah. these. Yeah. Yeah, I'd but like a guy it. like, yeah, but even a guy like Shaden Sharp, like Shaden Sharp is really the, the question mark in the whole draft. Like he really could have been the early favorite for next year's number one overall pick. Okay, and he's six foot six, two hundred pounds. He looks like an NBA player already. He's got this kind of like fadeaway type of game already, like pretty polished looking, scoring machine. Yeah, and so is that a guy that you want to invest in too with Cade Cunningham? And now you have a a big front court or back court I guess um where Cade Cunningham 67 Shaden Sharp 6667 combination as your guards moving forward and then your and then your forwards are Jeremy Grant and and Sadiq Bay pretty pretty big like formidable group that can all switch and and change out and then Isaiah Stewart as a center like you could literally switch between your center and your and your point guard and not really see any difference in defensive ability yeah I don't know. There and that's where the question mark comes in. If they do, if they do end up getting, if they trade Jeremy Grant and they get a top eight pick, that can also change things because you would target a big early and then you can get your uh, the rest of them. I think I just swallowed like a bug. Yeah. Is there a guy that you're like no go? That just like you hope that we don't land the number one pick and take him because it's not who you want, John. Chet Holmgren all day. You don't want him. I don't. I don't, man. And like it showed in the tournament. Like, yeah, he's he's freakish in size, and he is kind of quick for for his length, and he blocks a lot of shots. When they were playing teams, you know, seated sixteen and eight and nine, yeah. Uh, and then he disappeared. You know, he literally disappeared. Didn't score, and I don't think he's going to translate to the NBA. Not you got guys like you got guys like Giannis. 
you got guys like Nikola Jokic, and then you got Chet Holmgren. Those are two different beasts. Yeah. And I don't think Chet can compete with guys like that. I just, I and, just don't. Embiid, you know these guys in the East. Embiid. Yeah, I, I think you put them in a playoff scenario, and I, you could pick a power forward like any, almost any team would have a power forward or small forward that could push him around. So I don't, I don't. He's such a unique guy, though. Like I don't think you all automatically pass on that talent because he has a rare ability to move around the court, handle the ball like a guard, play defense and shot block. I mean, he has great shot blocking instincts. Yeah, he was like a point guard in high school too. Yeah, at, at like six eight, six nine, and all his AAU clips too. You watch. I mean, he's he is a bona fide player. But I, I don't just, know the if the NBA knows how to play with no, him though. And I right? think I think when you look back on like big guys coming out of college like that, none of them have been able to just dominate the NBA. I still think we're seeing guys from overseas with size. Yeah. That are just better, well rounded players with all the tools needed to, to score, defend and, and stay in the game. I didn't notice that there's not any overseas guys in the top ten at least for in this thing. So that, that's a little different. Oh, yeah. they, they always kind of make their, their names after like late. The, after the yeah. combine and stuff. Yeah. There's well, only there's only a couple, though, that yeah. I've seen that, yeah, that are in, like, the lottery conversation. Oh, it'll it'll be fun. Uh, it's, hey, if the Lions – sorry, if the Pistons can go back-to-back on lottery, that <laughs> wouldn't hate anything like that. From the Red Wings to Michigan State – we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. Actually, I uh, forgot my pen. Did you, John, did you bring a pen with you? I got one over here. Nice. All right, so we can do our picks for the, the thing. But let's, real quick, let's uh, explain BettingHero.com. Ryan, can you, can you explain that, please? Yeah, of course. BettingHero.com. <laughs> Uh, this is this is our the best way to support the podcast. You go to bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS, and they will give you all the best promo codes available for whatever sports betting platform uh, that, that is your go-to at this point. So um, we think the best way to bet is to take advantage of all the free money out there that, that they're just trying to get you sucked in. If you sign up for all of them at the same time, you'll get all the best promo codes all at the same time. Right, and then you can get some a lot of free money out of it. So go to sportsbettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS. Go support the podcast. I'll do tonight. I'll finally support the podcast tonight. Yeah? Nah, I probably nah, won't. I'll do it tomorrow. A friend of mine will. No. All right, so I can't really do the music unless it will sound good. Let's try it. If it's in the <laughs> it's background. It's going to be real in the background. Is it worth it, John? What do you think? <laughs> Better than better than nothing. It's better than nothing. All right, sounds good. Um, so we're gonna do our PGA Championship for some draft. John, you are gonna go last today because you smoked us last last time. I'm all right with that. Ryan, you want to do rock paper scissors to see who goes first? Yeah. Best of one. Best of one. <laughs> scissors shoot. Ah, all right, Ryan goes all right, first. I go first. I love how we didn't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> <We're just> like, <laughs> Again, good radio. <laughs> good We're stuff. Crushing it. Good, good stuff. All right, so PGA Championship. Is that a major or is that the fourth major? Is that what they call like the fake major? It is a major. It is a major. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, Ryan, you are on the clock. All right, my pick is in. <laughs> they can't hear it. <laughs> I'm know. just going to say it. Uh, I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler. 
Might as well. All right. All right. He's coming off some big wins. It's hot. All right. All right. My pick is in. I'm doing it out of habit, okay? It's fine. Just let it happen. I'm going to go Colin Morikawa. Dang it. Let's go. No idea if I said it right or if I even, yeah. If I didn't take Shuffler, would you have taken him? Uh, Probably, yeah. All right, John, back to back. So I guess you kind of get the benefit of the doubt. Like, that's not bad to get the next two. He's doing all right. He's doing good. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll still win the whole dang thing, I'm sure. All right, my two picks are in. All right, who you got? Give me uh, another John, Johnny Rahm. Rahm. And then my pick is in. I bet. Justin Thomas. Ooh. Thomas. All right. This is a ball striking course. Justin Thomas is the best ball striker. Where where is this one at? Is this TPC Sawgrass? Is this one no, oh, this is one's uh in Oklahoma, drawing a blank. Um something Windhand Hills or something. Tiger won it in 07 there. Oh really? The so time, he's gonna win again this yeah, year? The last time he is playing this year, right? He is. And Mickelson is not. What's that? You taking him? Tiger? Yeah. No. No. Are you? Be awesome if I took him. <laughs> Anyone? All right, my pick is in. Oh, there's John Rom. Okay, I'm gonna. T- there's Justin. You said Justin Thomas. Correct. All right, I'm gonna go with Jordan Spieth. Top. He missed the cut and then came he's back a good strong golfer too. Yep. I mean, he's <laughs> he's the best he, he's the best putter on tour. So. You're not going wrong with a guy like that. Let's go. Yeah. Thanks for the support. I love it. Mm-hmm. He's done some things with his swing lately. But oh, pretty, I don't like that. I'm pretty disappointed that you took him, actually. No, it's improved. He's he's looking good. I don't like when people change, though. Except if you change from bad to good. <laughs> That's true. Right? It's <laughs> beneficial to most people. Uh, my pick is in. All right. Back to back. I will go with Cameron Smith. Okay. Can't, I don't is on here. All right, and then uh, my second pick is in. I'm going Victor Hovland. Hovland? Whatever. I've heard it both ways. I had both of them in the Masters. Pick Did you? With Scotty <laughs> Must be must be why really. really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Uh, I, I can't find Hovland here either. All right. Well, it's not that far down. Look, my. All right. I don't want Rory McIlroy, but I'm gonna take him anyways. It's a good pick. Yeah. Why would you not want him? Because I don't. I don't know. I don't really like his. I face. think he's got two PGA championships under his belt. Does he? Yeah. All right, I like it now. <laughs> Great pick, Sam. I right. also love it because I get to go back to back again. <laughs> <laughs> get the guys you really wanted, right? DJ just won it a few years ago. Give me Dustin. Dustin, newly married Johnson. Yes, who's uh, his wife is looking great. Also. By the way, um, no pun intended, right? Alex Fiedo's fiance. Wow. Yeah. Really. Wow. Hey, Alex <laughs> Fiedo's right there. Eighty-three pitches, <laughs> five two thirds, one earned run. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh the right. lights just got shut off. We're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, great podcast stuff, and... guys. Says Carrie. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> All right, so I got DJ. Man, I'm gonna reach down the list here a little bit. Oh boy, you always like to pull one out of your butt. Yep. Well. Okay. <laughs> give me he's come up short in a couple big tournaments lately but give me will zalatoris zalatoris 
he came hot that one year, right? And he's mm. sucked ever since. Right? No? I mean, he's only been on the tour for like three years or something. What's DeChambeau doing these days? He might not even play, I heard. I think he's still just trying to swing the club too fast and mm. is unwilling to like go back to, you know, legitimate golf. But. All right. He's got a lot of sponsorship money, so I don't think he's focused. Mm. I'm going to make my last pick because it's in. All right. And I'm going to take Hideki Matsuyama because I I was going to take Xander Shoffley because I always take Xander Shoffley, but he screwed me last time in multiple ways, and I don't want that to happen again. Him and Patrick Cantlay uh, dominated in that uh, duels match. I saw that. Yeah, the Dell match play. Yeah. He, my phone just knows that I like Xander Shoffley. I think it just tells me how he's doing and he's dominating. I've read a couple articles. Don't bet on him. Yeah, a lot of betters are big on him. Leaning on him heavy. Yeah. So should I switch to Shoffley? Uh, I mean, it's too late. You already said it. You took Morikawa already, right? No, I didn't. Did anybody? Yo. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Sam did. <laughs> he's got Morikawa <laughs> and Matsuyama. Yeah. Oh man, I got the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my pick is in. Last one. Yes. Uh, I'm taking Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay. Boom. There boom. it is. That is the draft. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. It was a bit abrupt. Did I cut it? I don't know. Eh, that's what it is. Yeah, you did. You cut it. It's all right, though. It works. We're moving along. Are we under two hours, John? Oh, yeah. Let's go. We are cruising. Nice. Cruising for a bruising. It's that Monday night difference. Yes. Yeah. Micah. Like, Micah's the like talker. It. Yeah. We, I always knew he was the problem. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you you like Everybody, the Monday thing, though? I'm always, I've always been interested in Monday. Yeah. But All right, so I know we talked about like those uh, horse racing odds last week, right? Eighty to one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess I'm I'm gonna throw out one golfer that maybe fell low in the ranks and high in the odds. Abram Answer, look out. Abram Answer. Yep, he fits this he course well. He might be the answer. It's a great ball striker, great wedge game. Did you ever pull up how many lakes are in Michigan and how many lakes are in Minnesota? According. Uh, these numbers are kind of varying. Minnesota fifteen thousand two hundred ninety-one, Michigan one or eleven thousand named lakes. I'd be curious if they have a different definition of lakes, though. They have they have so many pond like yeah. I think lakes. Which, if we counted our ponds, we would smoke them. I don't know. They have a lot. It's a big state too. I know. And according to several links that I clicked on, don't okay. quote my sources. But Alaska has over 3 million unnamed lakes. Holy smokes. Now, a lake is considered five acres of size or larger Okay. in Alaska. Whoa. Wow. Five, That's five acres. That's five insane. acres? That's no. a pond, right? I mean, well, I mean, no, around pretty here, big. a five-acre lake? I mean, would, would like the, the lakes, like the man-made lakes count? In, like, Hudsonville area? This was, yeah, this was all, like, named lakes. Yeah. It says that Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan 
one, two, and three. But okay. that Alaska has over way more. Over, yeah. yeah, unnamed, unnamed. Lakes. Yep. Man, we should name one. We how do we? Should. How do we do that? State of my sports. Yeah, state of my sports. <laughs> Alaska edition. Double hutch. State of Al Sports. <laughs> Isn't it AK? <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Is it AL? AL is AK. Alabama, right? I thought it was A. Yeah, you're right. AL is Alabama. AK is yeah. There's Arkansas, actually. Isn't I, it? I did no, a. Arkansas is AR. Is it? Yeah. I did a. I'm so bad at this. There, stuff. there was a. I did a. What's a that's trap. Test, Where you at? Like a quiz for all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah for state abbreviations. Man, I was yeah. I would not do good with that. I used to be we really good with capitals though. Capitals. Yeah, I used to be really too. good with capitals. I doubt I am anymore. Um, we got to try this uh, Barbarian Haze IPA. Yeah. From Three Floyds. So that's what Carrie was drinking. Yep. Three Floyds. Did she ever say where that where that was at? I asked, but she didn't. Man, Carrie. By she the time we're that, doing ours, you she did say that we had some great podcast stuff earlier. Wait, really? Yeah, I forget if we were talking probably Pistons. It was a good podcast. You said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank we're you. Just cruising right along. It's the nicest thing anybody said. Just First time that's ever happened. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just waiting on you, Carrie. Where's Where's Three Floyds from? I could look it up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. You have a Google right It's a in front brew of you. pub. They must have good food, right? Don't brew pubs have like good food? I don't know. Typically, honestly. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, they want to bring people in. Brew pub? What's the difference between a brewery and a brew pub? Brew pub, where they focus on uh, your experience while you're there. Yeah? Yeah, bring them in. All right. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, we are drinking. <laughs> a good transition there. I always got to point it out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to pull it. All right, we got Haze You Guys, which is an an experimental. That's a really hard word to read. Experimental. Annex. Experimental. An experimental. So it's not a. An experimental. Oh, okay. All right. No. All right. We'll look at it on their website. It's one word, an experimental. Ah, got it. Okay. Um, IPA brewed with Idaho 7 and Centennial hops. Uh, this smooth beer is chock full of orange, melon, and resiny notes, 6.7% alcohol by volume, 60 IBUs. It's available in the tap room, also at other specialty beer places. Very, very good beer. I, so, I'm, all right, Pigeon Hill is in Muskegon, Michigan, um, which is, yeah, a good up-and-coming area, I would say, right? They, I mean, they've been up for a while, but oh, it's they're redoing it. Up. They're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, Get rid of the paper plant and some of the other stuff there that was just kind of the the worst Dirtying part of Muskegon. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot cleaner. So what do you guys think? I love the citrusy flavor. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. So good that I finished a while ago. Yeah. Well, we need a sponsor so we can afford more beer. Yeah. <laughs> so we can all just drink more. I'll let you know. During an episode. Yeah, seriously, that's a good point. That's well, good. it is It is. It's mon- your fault we ran out. It's Monday. It is Monday. You know, on Tuesdays, yeah. we probably would drink more. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if we do a Thursday show, then we all know we're in yeah, trouble. Good luck. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I always say, we'll talk to you next week, if not sooner, because I always want it to become a multiple day podcast. And it, cause is that like, the reason? Yeah, it is the reason. Because <laughs> I was like, maybe someday we'll just do a two episode week. So I don't want to say we'll talk to you next week and then do another episode. And I've just continued to say it. And I should probably stop because I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, not with me. <laughs> so unless we expand our um, beer geographies, we may not be having any Three Floyds. What? Munster, Indiana. Oh. It's not even a Michigan beer? I guess not. Brutal. But yeah. the Barbarian Haze is the first listed beer on their 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it must hmm. be their staple. I wonder if it's like one of those breweries that does both, though. Like, that's because we did Greenbush. Remember Greenbush? Oh, yeah. Where, like, that was like early on of our Siciliano's relationship. They're like, here, try this one. And I was reading the can. It's like, this is Chicago. Chicago, we can't do this yeah. One. But they also have a brewery in, in Michigan. So, like, I wonder if it's like something like that, one of those goofy things. But you're that or Carrie just screwed up. And it is what it is. Could be. What, what grade did she give it? Did she already s- tell us the grade? 7.4. 7.4? Pretty good grade for what a beer. Get, what would yeah. you guys give your your uh, haze? You guys, haze you guys. I'm going eight four. Eight four. Yeah, really good grade. I think it's I, a, this is solid. Yeah, it is a very good. I love the citrusy right now. Like, yeah, that is that's hitting the spot. I think I've been, and and I I like how clean the haze is. You know what I mean? It's not like a heavy haze. Yeah, it's just a really crisp, smooth. Very like citrusy beer. I, I don't know. I, I really like it. I'm gonna go with a eight two. Nice. What did you say? Eight four. I, I thought you said eight four. I was gonna say eight four. I was like, I can't copy him, so I'm gonna go eight two. <laughs> it's kinda like in between like maybe an Oberon or like a I don't wanna say summer shandy because that's its own. Yeah, I I wonder if this would class. be garnished with like good with a orange. I mean, there's orange in it, right? Didn't it's they say? Kind of like a, a mix between that and maybe like a tangerine space machine, right? Like that—that's kind of an easy a, to drink, yeah. uh, hazy, you, juicy. You yeah, I love that beer. Um, what did the policeman say to his belly button? Is Jarrett on? Jarrett is live. Oh, <laughs> Gotta <gosh>. be. <laughs> what did the policeman say to his belly button? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out next week. <laughs> if not sooner. You're under a vest. You're under a vest. Okay. All right. Instead I, of under arrest. I oh I, I think I yeah, I put that together. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for clearing it up though, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so funny. I'm just glad he's not talking he's not talking a bunch of crap this week. Yeah, yeah. that's positive. <laughs> now that you said that we should probably sign up before he starts. So. Joke, joke of the month. Yeah. That's because he Jared's uh, saw joke that trade. Of the month. Yeah. He finally understood what the Vikings gave up for that trade. So. <laughs> it took him a while, but he got there. He got there. Well, um, whale to the victors, he says. Whale. What does a fish from a Michigan lake sing? <laughs> whale to the victors. Whale. It's not even a fish. <laughs> it's fresh water up here, Jarrett. Stop drinking that salt water. Stop. Anyways, that was episode yeah. 157. 8.1. Oh, sorry. 8.1. <laughs> 8.1. Um, that was episode one. Thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for watching and listening. Talk to you next week, if not sooner.